Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, guys. Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast. I am your host, Savania DeBarros, the protector of athletes. I'm also the founder and principal attorney of the S. Eldebaros Law Firm, where we represent six and seven figure entrepreneurs, business owners, and athletes in business. Today, my amazing guest is Miriam Glass. And let me tell you a little bit about her before I bring her in. Miriam is a two-time Olympian in synchronized swimming. She competed uh, for the French team in Sydney and for the Australian team in Beijing, Outside of her sport career, she attended business school, worked in marketing and sponsorships in multiple countries for a hotel company for 10 years. And more recently, she was a consultant for the British Olympic team before London 2012 and the CEO of USA Synchronized Swimming for six years before founding Athletes Soul, a nonprofit organization which support athletes as they transition out of sport and raise awareness about the challenges of athletic retirement. Thank you so much for being here this morning, Miriam. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. I love, first off, your background is absolutely amazing. And I always love meeting different people from all corners of the world. So you are like the perfect person for me to interview. I absolutely love it. So um, let's just dig in really, really quick. So one of the questions I always like to ask my guests, which is the name of, of this podcast, is what does what are you sporting about mean to you? Well, at the moment, the rise of, of athlete voices uh, and their uh, increased strengths in, in the world of sport. And I think this is not something that it's about to uh, uh, disappear. I think it's a trend that is only going to increase. And I think it's really exciting seeing athletes sort of, um, you know, getting their, their rights back, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, um, and, you know, there's a huge history of athletes fighting for their voices to be heard, right? Um, And I don't know if you follow U.S. collegiate sports a lot, but right now, like, there's a ton of of issues around name, image, and likeness and allowing athletes to profit from their own name, image, and likeness, which is a, a form of athletes' rights, right? An athlete's voice, because for so many years, athletes have actually been at the forefront of so many different types of civil rights issues here in America. So I I just love your response to this question because it introduces a different perspective from what I have um, heard before from other people on this show. So I definitely, definitely love it. Um, I want to talk a bit about your company, though, Athlete Soul. When I saw the when I saw you on LinkedIn and I saw this business, I was like, this is really cool. I wonder what it's all about. Can you share a little bit more about what Athlete Soul is and what you're trying to accomplish with your business? Yeah, absolutely. So Athlete Soul is a nonprofit, uh, 501c3 that was started two years ago by um, several former athletes. Um, and so our mission is to help athletes as they transition out of sport, so through their retirement. Um, and just generally raise awareness about the challenges of athletic retirement. Um, I guess in the sports community, it is 
more well known now that you will likely face an identity crisis, some emotional challenges, physical challenges, as well as financial challenges. And um, so we we want to raise awareness on all of these um, and help athletes prepare and uh, be more ready for the transition. So we do this through uh, education and awareness. We have uh, many different resources that are available to athletes for free on our website. We have a course. Uh, we have webinars for universities. We share a lot of stories of former athletes who have retired. Um, and then in addition to that, we also offer individual coaching. Um, so for athletes who are in the process of retiring, they can, we can pair them with professional coaches who are also former athletes. Um, and they work one-on-one -on -one virtually uh, for a period of six months through that process. Um, and then lastly, um, we also do a lot of networking between former athletes, between athletes and former athletes, um, trying to build uh, a legacy community that is helping um, athletes in transition and, and athletes prepare. Um, we're a nonprofit, so most of the services, if not all of our services, are free. Um, the only one that has a cost attached to it is the individual coaching, but we do offer financial aid for that program. So we're trying to support as many athletes as we can from all sports, from all level. We're not focused on Olympians or professional. It's really um, for high school, collegiate, semi-professional, professional Olympic athlete. Um, if you have struggled, if you have spent enough time, enough years of your life, in your sport and you feel very attached to your athletic identity, you're likely to um, face some of the challenges of retirement. And so that's where we're here to help. So all sports, all levels. I love it. I love it. So really quick though, where can athletes who are listening to this, where can they go to find more information about the courses or educational um, materials that you provide? Um, so that they can start getting a, so they can get a jump start on um, sorting out everything for their retirement. Absolutely. They, so everything is on our website. They can go at www.athletesoul.org um, and they'll find all the information in there. Uh, we have a section for under resources that has uh, transition, body, mind, and career resources. Um, and then also tons of interviews and they can also find contact uh, for myself and, and other people on the website as well. Okay. So you broke down a lot of stuff that I want to dig into because you, based on what you guys do at Athlete Soul, just the, the blurb that you gave already, it just, it has so many issues packed into it that a lot of athletes struggle with. So challenges that they face um, after retirement, the identity crisis, which is a part of a challenge that a lot of athletes, especially professional athletes who've been doing it for over 20 something years, um, are facing an identity crisis. But then you also say like networking to build a legacy community that is so important and is so impactful. So I, I really believe um, more often than not, the professional athlete who has literally built a life, you know, like, let me just digress a little bit. Um, let's just say army life people, right? You go into the army at 16, 17 years old, and you end up making it a career. And it's like 20, 30 years, you're in the army, 
you're still young when you retire. You're like, what am I going to do now? It's almost the same thing for a professional athlete who has literally from a child been groomed to be in that space over and over again. And then now once you're either forced to retire or people are like, well, you're too old. We don't, we don't want to keep you anymore. We have the newest, youngest, best thing coming in. What do I do with my life? So now you have the identity crisis. And if you didn't put the right measures in place while you were in the sport, now we have an issue with legacy. Um, we may have an issue with self-worth or, or you know, self-empowerment, which keeps you from having motivation to network with other people who are similar to you or other people who are different that can help you to find a different path, you know, for success. So I want to break those down a bit. Like, what have you seen um, from athletes who have come to your organization as it relates to an identity crisis? What have, what, I guess, what is the most common issue that you've seen in regards to the identity crisis issue? Uh, well, I think the, the first question that every single athlete will start with is, um, if I'm not an athlete, who am I? Um, and, and that's definitely, that relates to like the networking and how you introduce yourself. Like, what are you going to say? I think a lot of athletes then become scared because they don't want to say I'm a former athlete. Um, so it becomes a little difficult. They have this period of sort of floating where you're unsure of, of what makes you. Um, and like you said, uh, for a lot of athletes who've done this since they were kids, this is their whole life. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you retire as a student athlete after college, um, it's kind of difficult because it's a, a retirement early in life when you have not necessarily fully grasped who you are and fully been through your uh, sort of teenage years to adulthood sort of identity formation uh, time. And if you retire, you know, in your 30s and 40s after a professional career, this is kind of the peak of your life. Um, And that could be really affecting your confidence and self-esteem and just your sense of purpose in general when you lose such a big portion of yourself and haven't had a chance to develop anything else outside of that. And that's why it's so important to continue developing the person, right? No matter what you're in, because life throws us on all these different curves. And sometimes what we picture for ourselves in the moment may not be the thing that we tend, that we end up doing, right? And so it's so important to have organizations like yours that help these athletes to um, transition, but also still find value in who they are, which then is a part of creating um, avenues for networking and legacy building. So talk to me a little bit about how you guys have been successful in creating communities based around legacy building and what that's starting to look like now. Well, it, it actually started as a kind of a byproduct of the the organization. Uh, we connected with a lot of athletes to interview them about their story, but also um to make them member of the organization as a, a way to pay it forward. So that is partly how we found our organization. And uh, a lot of them just were had similar profile and just wanted to connect with each other for uh, social and professional purposes. And so we started informally. Uh, I started being an informal connector and it, it grew really well. And now we have regular networking calls every week. Uh, where we connect a uh, member of our community in a very small group um, and very curated. So we, we all know each other pretty well. Um, 
And we're extending those goals to um, current athletes as well. If they want to join and start making connection with former athletes. Um, what I like about it is it's, it's really informal. Um, the sport conversation always connects us um, in the first place. And then we sort of diverge into other topics, but it's a, it's an easy way to uh, network with um, athletes who've been there, former athletes who've been there, who've experienced a transition, who were able to make it, who have a professional career. So that's one aspect. Um, we have tested a flexible virtual internship program with athletes all for the last eight months. It has worked really well. Uh, and so we're now expanding it to um, some of the other former athletes that are in, the com in our community who work for smaller companies and are able to offer perhaps a, a more personable, more flexible um, work experience. So anywhere from an hour a day, an hour a week to like a full-time um, inter full internship, uh, we only take student athlete and the idea is to help athlete have some sort of work experience before they graduate um, just to start one, building that network, but building those skills, understanding what's a, a, the business word, um, how to behave, and just like break that fear of uh, that first job interview. And when the, the hiring manager asks, so what have you done for the last 10 years? Um, yeah, so that has been working quite well. We have a bunch of uh, career exploration virtual events that we host as well with panels of former athletes in specific industries. So there's a, a number of uh, elements that we do on the, uh, the networking and sort of career support side as well. So <clears throat> I want to ask you this question because sometimes, and we have seen this a lot, athletes don't necessarily think about retirement. And especially, I mean, think about the age that, most of these sports um, have athletes come in like you're you're super young. So you think your life, you know, you can you're going to be in this sport for however many years. Right. And that I think sometimes keep young athletes from really even thinking about retiring. You know, they may be, have the mindset of why would I think about retiring? I'm 25. <laughs> right. I'm still young. Who retires at 25? Well, why is that important to start thinking about retirement now, even before you're ready? Well, so I think no athlete wants to talk about retirement. No one in their right mind want to talk about the end of their career. That's not why they're in for. And this definitely like the scariest moment probably of their sporting career. Um, they know they have that cloud sort of dreading around the, above them, especially sometimes with injury in, in specific sport. Um, so there's definitely um, that fear of retirement, that fear of talking about it. Um, you know, you don't want to jinx what you have. But I think it's important to talk about it because then you'll realize that um, it's only a mindset switch that you can put in place when you're actually competing and training. Um, the reality is all athletes will retire. It's just unavoidable. So if you can kind of look at it um, with peace, it will help your performance and career as well. Uh, but I think for many athletes, you know, the, the way to prepare is to um, 
have multiple layers to your identity, not just be solely an athlete. So develop other interests, have ideas about what you would like to do outside of sport. And all these things, they provide you, they alleviate the pressure of competition. I think the further you go in your career, the more important it is to have outlet outside of your sport so that it puts things in perspective. Um, I think that's really important. And then something that I share very, very often um, is that, you know, your sport is your is only one vehicle. You know, how does it help you uh, to achieve what you want in life? It might be your sport now. It might be something else in, in five years. And it might be another thing in 20 years. Um, so, you know, use it as much as you can. Obviously, it's a passion and you enjoy it. But use it as much as you can to get what you want and get to know yourself and develop some really strong skills. Um, but what other vehicle are you going to jump in, you know, when this is when this is over or even when you're still competing? I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So definitely develop yourself um, into more things than just being the athlete. But I, I would also add too, create. So I know part of the organization is networking. So create relationships while you have the chance with other people who also who may not actually be in sports because then that also helps you to have more of awareness and a different perspective on life itself. But then what other opportunities may actually be out there for you, some things that you may like that you probably haven't thought about before until you met this person who was so different. You're like, what? You do this? <laughs> you know? So, and this is, you know, I started off the show by saying like, I love the fact that I'm interviewing you because you were someone who, is foreign and have ton of experience in different countries. And I've always, even as a, a child, like in elementary and high school, like I've always loved learning about different people, different cultures. And when you, when just that in itself helps to bring about more awareness, more appreciation, different perspective, and you can connect with different people because you're open to it, right? You're not thrown off and like, well, I don't know if they're going to even want to talk to me because they're this, they're that, whatever. But um, I absolutely love what Athlete Soul is doing. I do want to ask you, though, what made you come up with that name, Athlete Soul? Uh, you know what? I don't, I can't remember now that you're saying that. We definitely wanted something related to athletes. Um, but I think this was, you know, the soul for, for me is, um, it's the essence of the athlete. Um, it's what makes you still call your yourself an athlete, even like 20 years after you've retired. Um, and I think that's really important. A lot of, you know, um, athletes and former athletes continue to think of themselves as an athlete, even if they can't perform on the field of play. And I think that relates to what they've learned about themselves in certain um you know, certain skills around uh, resilience and sometimes um, being very direct, um, risk-taking, just things that are, are ingrained into the personality of athlete uh, from practicing this sport. Um, I, I think that's what was behind it. Um, I love what you said about the, uh, the international perspective, the travel, getting to know different people, because it is really, really important. Um, and, and I think that's something, you know, when you start developing interest outside of sports, this is what you're trying to do. 
you're trying to expand your horizon, you're trying to meet uh, new people, you're trying to learn about new things because for your whole life you've been solely focused on this one thing and then you discover that the world is actually really big and there's a lot of things for you to do. Um, and, that, and that, you know, brings brings opportunity. Definitely um, appreciation for what you have, but also opens your mind to uh, uh, the number of opportunities that are out there. And um, if you can get to your retirement that with that open mind, um, then it's kind of half the battle. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I love what you said about the athlete soul, technically the essence of who you are as an athlete, all of the skills, the soft skills, and even the hard skills that you learn as an athlete. And you're saying like people who even been out of sports, I'm like, yep, me, <laughs> I haven't competed in forever. <laughs> but I still consider myself an athlete. I, look, I paid my dues. Okay, so I'm going to carry that torch <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but no, it's so important. I mean, as an athlete, you do, you learn how to just persevere through anything. And if whoever is watching or listening to this, if you don't take anything from this, know that you have that skill already ingrained in you. So the transitioning part of mentally allow yourself to relax a little bit because you know that you can persevere. You know that you have the tenacity to keep moving forward. So I do want to ask you, though, for some last words. Um if there are any athletes that you can talk to who are currently in their sport and haven't even thought of retiring or those who are at the cusp um, or on the other side of retirement and trying to figure out how exactly do I transition, what would be your, your best key of advice for them? Um, so if you're before retiring, uh, get to know about yourself. That For me, that's number one. Um, explore your option. Even before you retire, explore what you like what you dislike, um, and it's going to be hard. It takes time, so that's a long process. You want to uh, get a head start on it, um, and then start making, start building relationship with the things that you like, with the people that work in areas that you like. Start learning about it. Um, that would be my my recommendation for planning. And uh, once you retire, uh, please don't stop entirely. Uh, working out I think that's the first step immediately after you retire I think a lot of athletes I mean unless you have a career ending injury but um, a lot of athletes want to uh, take a, a long break and it is so hard mentally and physically when you take a long break and, and don't move for several months so um, I would really encourage athletes to uh, continue to exercise and try to have some structure in their day right after they retire. Um, the emotional, the hormonal roller coaster that you go through after going from many hours of training every week to uh, nothing is really impactful on your on your mental health. So you want to pay attention to that, um, and then. So, you know, we usually recommend a deceleration plan for that. Just like you warm up, you need to warm down from your sport and kind of go down to like a uh, a normal human lifestyle with a normal, you know, adjusted nutrition in terms of calorie intake and um, adjusted exercise, but still exercising and, um, you know, still keeping some structure to your day. You won't have anyone that uh, will be there to tell you what to do. So you're going to have to... Uh, really use that self-motivation that you build as an athlete. Um, and then outside of that, uh, you know, ask for help. 
really there's tons of people, there's tons of organization now that can help um, you in your transition. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a strength. Um, and it just goes much faster if you have someone that can keep you um, accountable for what you're doing and what you want to do. And they can give you perspective that you may not have. Um, so just asking for help, whether it's a friend or, or uh, using services of an organization, I think it's uh, really useful. You literally confirmed a conversation I just had with another guest about two weeks ago now with Dr. Charlotte. Um, shout out to you if you are listening to this. But we, so he has a passion for retired athletes as well. And one of the things that he said was, you know, retired athletes, they stop working out. And so, you know, this also has a detrimental impact on their health, their mental health. Um, and then they're not, they're, they're not trusting enough to ask for help, you know, when they are going and, and dealing with a, diff, a lot of different issues um, attached to that. So, look, you've heard it from Miriam. I totally agree with, uh, with Greg Chala. He's got some, some really good um, um, advice for athletes. You know, one of the, the important points is athletes are, they have high energy. And if you mm-hmm. uh, completely remove your exercise from your daily routine, it's also going to impact your sleep level because you won't be tired enough. And then it impacts your daily structure because you go late to bed and you will wake up late. and um, and that impacts your, your your regular healthy habits. It impacts your nutrition. It impacts so many aspects of your life. So keeping some sort of structure and, and a little bit of exercise every day is really important. Yep, absolutely. Well, I thank you so much, Miriam. And I know that you have other obligations. So I definitely want to be respectful of your time. But I absolutely um, appreciate you coming on to this platform to talk to me about what you do with Athlete Soul. And then, of course, I'm always um, up to talking to Olympians. That was one of my dreams. It didn't happen. But, you know, look, I can still make connections with other Olympians. So that's cool, too. But um, thank you again for coming on. Guys, if you are watching this later or listening to this, make sure that you go to our website at prosportlawyer.com to get a copy of your book, The Bestseller, What Are You Sporting About? Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at What Are You Sporting About? And definitely, definitely sign up for our list so that you can stay in tune with all of the good education and new episodes that are rolling out on a weekly basis at www.prosportlawyer.com. Thank you again, Miriam. This is Savannah Browse, Protector of Athletes. Until next time, we'll check you later. Ciao. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something. Thank you.